0: This podcast was funded in part by the UK Arts Council. Welcome to In-House, the podcast about creativity and confinement. My name's Will Hood and each week I'm chatting with different musical artists who have spent some time in prison. During the time each guest has spent incarcerated, everybody has taken part in workshops run by In-House Records, the world's only prison-run record label. This week's interview is with Dave Rapley, someone that I met in HMP Lewis whilst working as a facilitator for one of the workshops within House. Dave was a huge creative force in those groups and continues to be, uh, by the sounds of it, on the outside. Hello. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Hi,
1: I'm good. Sometimes it's like I'm my own worst enemy. Though the devil in my head has been a friend to me, there's a better me, the devil he ain't getting me. With metal in my mind's eye, I fight through the jealousy. So, why are you stressing me? I'm just trying to bless a bee. But when I speak, he seems to interject and says to me, Don't let the light in, let the darkness take
0: you. But so, uh, <coughs> let's start off by uh, perhaps you can explain to me how you got involved with the in house lot in the first place.
2: Um, I found myself on remand in Lewis Prison um, for eight months, uh, waiting trial. And within about a month of being there, um, one of my guys I was talking to said, Oh, have you not seen that in house records thing? I went and had a look, um, asked about it, put in an app, um, and yeah, hey presto, got involved.
0: Uh, describe for me how that changed the experience that you were having in prison uh,
2: I mean for me first couple of weeks in there obviously I'm, I'm nearly 40 years old and it was the first time I've ever, I'd ever been uh, in there um, anywhere like it so first couple of weeks was a bit of a blank like what <laughs> sort of staring at the wall um, then when obviously they're allowed to settle in you start getting out a bit more Um, it it was better and obviously you know got me some people on the wing and it it was all okay but still a bit what I'd say was dead you know it was just just a dead space when I then came into the room with you guys for the first time uh, it was actually you yourself Will so um, it just completely transformed for me into I mean I wrote two albums that's how it changed for me I literally wrote two albums, um, was writing constantly in my cell. I I I think I was writing 32-bar verses in the in-house room on on occasion, you know. It just enabled me to get down a lot of things I think I hadn't dealt with as well. It it was a bit of an outlet for me um, to try and turn a negative situation into something positive. And that's, I suppose, was the crux of what in house was for me. It was giving me that definitive time to dedicate to that.
1: It's getting too much. you have tried and we've tested what it means to be clean, but we ain't respected. Living in the shadows feel rejected, but the soul will find love unexpected. The entities that argue will find a common ground.
0: There was a kind of core group uh when you were there that yeah was insanely productive.
2: that room kind of brought home to me uh, an idea that I've always had is that look good people sometimes do bad things and I'm a big burly bloke with tattoos around my neck I'm I'm not sort of uh, worried about most things but my life got a lot better after realising that energy lines and uh, thinking with your heart and, and acting with your heart rather than your head works and is a much better way to be. And I just think there was a few people in that room at that time that kind of, like I call it like-minded people, that we just all had that same sort of mindset to concentrate on what felt right, what felt good, and if it didn't, it didn't go. And, yeah, I think it just worked. It definitely did work. And I do, I do, I, do, I, do, I miss, I, it sounds weird, but I miss those yeah, I Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know? Be, we- the stars. It's
1: something like astrology. I never realised energy was so important, but energy lines are real, so don't distort them.
2: I mean, I showed one of my tunes to um, Somebody who's not really into it—an older guy. Um, he, he was inquiring about my music, and I showed him one of my tunes um, called "My Own Worst Enemy."
0: So that—that's the track we're listening to right now, underneath this interview. Yes. Yeah, so tell me about "My Own Worst Enemy."
2: Well, yeah. "Own Worst Enemy" is kind of what it sort of says on the tin. It's an argument in your head, you know, know, devil, angel on the shoulder, light, dark, whatever you want to sort of call it. Um, And the sort of turmoil you go through in your own mind, questioning, you know, what way to go, you know, should I go this way, should I go that way, but I know I should go that way really, but, you know, these little internal battles you have in your mind but for me that track was massively positive um, because the last lines are every single soul in the earth needs nurturing there's no way the universe can be swerving and you can't deny it the, whole, the universe as a whole can't get around it it gets
1: moorish when you're so is tortured so the poor kids get forgotten sons and daughters but every single soul of the earth needs nurturing there's no way
2: the universe can be swerving this some reason we're always chasing this like this realm of perfection that is an impossibility you know it's it's instagram and facebook lives that we're all chasing because they don't actually exist they're virtual and actually being able to look at yourself and i think music allows me to do that a lot allows me to reflect on a situation or an action or a reaction Whatever it might be, whatever moment in time that has occurred in my life, I can actually reflect on it in whatever way that might be. And it might start off as sounding quite negative because of maybe it was a negative thing that happened, but then I think being able to spin that into a positive and a lesson, like I always say, there's no mistakes. There's just lessons, you know?
0: This conversation is making me think of a uh, Tom York quote that I heard. You know, Radiohead, man. Because he's yeah. forever getting, um, you know, clever dicks saying to him, you know, "Cheer up, Tom. Why don't you sing some happy songs?" And I think it was he was on Desert Island Discs, and I think he and he's made this amazing statement. You know, a, a society or a culture that only listens to happy songs um, is showing a real sickness because it's unable to be in touch with its emotions.
2: One hundred percent.
0: And you can see that, can you? you? Imagine a whole society of people just driving around listening to. 80 Perry or whatever that's no good right that's that's an insanity that nobody should have to deal with
2: yeah i mean it's just not real life is it I, I think the thing is like i mean for example in the town where i live in recent couple of years there's been a few guys around here that have actually killed themselves i mean one a couple have hung themselves and one's od'd and this is part of, like, a group of people that I kind of know, or acquaintances, friends of Shah's, my missus, and friends of hers from the years at school and all this and the other. And I think this is one of the biggest issues that comes from not being able to be introspective, being encouraged not to talk about how you feel, being encouraged not to have an outlet. But this is part of the problem. And the reason you've got young guys committing suicide and ODing on drugs and drowning their sorrows in something, in a substance, yeah, some of it is that it's just addictive and they get hooked on it. But the reason they start doing it in the first place is usually an outlet. And I've been there myself, you know. uh, I've only, uh, over the last, you know, two years, the first year because I had to, um, this year because I want to, steer clear of anything. And We're talking about
0: hardcore I, drugs now, are we?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, drink, drugs, whatever. I was drowning things in other stuff for a long time until I reminded myself of how to be introspective and remembering that the way you behave as a result can affect other people. I'm responsible for lives. I've got children. I'm responsible for my missus. I look after her, you know. I can't just run around doing whatever I want because, oh, I might feel bad once, you know. And I think being able to get a lot of that down in music, it, on paper, it doesn't matter what outlet it is or, or in what way it comes. Mine's music. I love it. I absolutely love it. I have a full-on passion for it. It enables me to, to be creative and... Do things that I like to do and say what I want to say, and I think some people can relate to it. You know, and I've met people genuinely flawless in the
1: system base, We're hated, they ignore us, but we ain't no fucking paupers. And they get slaughtered. They want to hold us down. They have not got the forces.
0: During these crazy times, that's going on out here. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. the word unprecedented has never been used so much. But I think it is, yeah. it's true. It's a different world out here right now. For those guys that are in prison, I, I just imagine that prison could be quite a scary place to be right now. And also, you're not getting visitors, right? And mm. uh, you're not having those... Workshops, whatever it is, whether it's in-house or whether it's your English and maths classes or whatever, I mean, you're not really getting out of your cell, I gather that's what's going on. Have you got any thoughts uh, for them about how to get through that? I mean, someone that's done eight months on remand, how do you get through something like that?
2: Um, For me, obviously, I was already a writer, but I'd like to tell a little story about a guy that came into in-house to be fair, because I feel this is an example that shows that writing things down can help anyone not just someone who already writes and for people that sometimes sit there going "Oh, I don't do that, I'm not right I can't can't do that and what I could say to people, there was a guy I don't know if you remember him Will um, he came in on, I think it was on a murder charge. I believe it was his mate that had stabbed a guy that they were having an argument with. He came into this in-house room like a deer in headlights. He, you could tell he was lost, a bit wide-eyed, barely blinking. Which, it will do that to you. It did to me for the first two weeks. I was a bit like, oh, mate. But, you know, I wasn't worried about people or, you know, I can handle myself. But it was just worrying about everything at the same time. My family, my missus, my children, like, everything that's running through your mind. I can't imagine what was running through his mind up on a murder charge, especially when he, as far as he's concerned, didn't even know that it had happened until it had happened, if that makes sense. Um... He came in very, very sort of almost withdrawn. He sat with me for a bit and he came back to class with a really good hook or a start of a verse. Um, a whole different energy to him. He... And, and it was really good. And If you remember rightly, I think we all started singing along with him because it was the... You know, for someone who's saying, oh, no, I don't really do music, I don't do this, I don't don't write music, it's not what I do, it's not what I do. Like, he was very, very sort of dismissive of it. He then came out with something that was actually really good, that had guys that, that do music regularly, singing along with, kind of like spudding him and going, bruh, that's sick, you know? Like, he got the whole room uplifted. But again, that was out of him being in a very dark place, in a very lonely place, probably in his head, just from writing down some words on a page and sharing it with some people, he was uplifted, which is pretty, I think, unbelievable for, for music, able to do that for someone. And I just think in a situation you might find yourself in now, in a cell, locked down as you are, just give it a go. If you can try and focus on something like that, you know, get some thoughts out on a page. You never know; it might help. It helps me, and it's helped someone who you wouldn't have thought it would have helped. And I think he even surprised himself.
0: All right, man. Well, that, it's it. really good to have an excuse to catch up with you. I, it's, I'm really pleased to hear that you're um, you're doing so well. You know, you've got a kid going. You're happy with your business and everything. That's great.
2: No, definitely. Thank you. Um, it's always good having a chat with you, to be honest. And I hope I didn't waffle on too much, because I know it's been known.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was perfectly uh, perfectly the right amount of waffling. All right, Dave. Lovely. Take it easy, man.
2: Take care. See you later. Talk to
0: you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. To find out more about the world's only prison-run record label, go to inhouserecords.org. That's all one word, inhouserecords.org. And if you'd like to hear more of these interviews, please hit subscribe if you can on whatever platform you use for podcasts. The In-House Podcast is an APA production for In-House Records.